Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is March 2nd, 2014. Man, I think time is really flying, and it's planned. If you're not on board with what you need to be doing, it is flying right past you. You know, there's a lot of um, conversation that came through. I had a production meeting uh, with my producer um, about this laws of attraction thing. I've gotten a great deal of feedback from uh, all across the countries and in and, and many instances also around the world if we include Egypt and the, uh, South America and the Caribbean. So I want to talk about that tonight. There's a lot going on where people are saying, you know what, Doc, for some reason this laws of attraction thing, I don't, I'm not, it's not working for me. I mean, I'm trying this and I'm trying that. So, you know, in truth, Fashion. Yeah, I went off into acting like my late mother when we were young. I asked, "Well, you know, baby, what happened?" No, I didn't call nobody baby. I said, "What have you been doing that is causing you uh, to not have manifestation take place in your life?" So after I talked to, uh, you know, I had a few conversations with people, and when I got finished, I mean, I, I don't want to make fun of anybody, but let, let me first tell you something. The laws of attraction are a technology that is metaphysical. They work. They're based on photonic energy and physics. These things, you know, I could get into some really, well, let me go ahead and take it there. I'm going to give you an example of some of this. There was a, there's a lot of misassumption about even spiritual text and religious dogma. What I mean by misassumption is this. Over 80%, and I'm really stretching this, but I'm going to be liberal and risk getting some letters from you guys, and that's cool. 80% of the people that are in pulpits are misleading a lot of people because two things. One, they're preaching things they heard someone else preach. They, They didn't do the homework, they didn't go study it. Half these guys, if you ask them, well, you know, what are your qualifications? Like if you ask me my qualifications, I'm an ordained minister. Well, I also have a master's degree in metaphysics, okay? I also have degrees in psychology and holistic coaching. So, you know, I'm not some guy running his mouth that doesn't know what in the dickens he's talking about. I mean, I've spent 12 years becoming Dr. Young. It it didn't happen overnight, but I'm going to give you this much, and please hear this. The truth of my greatest, um, I I guess, the greatest component of my understanding, I did not learn in a classroom, taking it a step further, the things that I really was able to adapt, the things that I use in my day-to-day life, the manifestation that comes in my life had nothing to do with the University of Metaphysics, the University of Sedona, the University of Houston, all of those places where I traversed. I learned a lot of stuff at those institutions. You know, I've got the student loans to prove it. But I'm going to go further and say that the things that I learned that I'm sharing with you, the things that are going to change your life, I learned them because I was right where you are doing exactly what you're doing. 
I was sitting there, and, and you guys already know, if you have read any of my books, especially if you read um, the last one, Another Chance, Where Would You Be Without One? That I detailed. I was like, man, you know, mom died. I'm a non-traditional student. That's another word for old, by the way, non-traditional student. Uh, isn't it funny how America has learned how to be so politically correct? You know, but the truth is it's just what it be. It's like your, your ass is 35 plus when you went back to school. But bottom line is I learned about manifestation. I learned about prayer. I learned about having a tangible rapport with God late in the midnight hour when I could not sleep, when I could not stop worrying about tomorrow, had a joint in one hand and some gin and club soda in the other, and I'm sitting there, and I'm not saying that that has to be your experience, but some of y'all are, you know, you you got a sandwich in your hand, which you've probably been better off if you had a joint, but I guess the joint would probably lead to the sandwich. But the bottom line is all of us have found some coping strategy that was ill-effective. For some of you, it was shopping. You got more pairs of red-bottom shoes, and it's not even real red-bottom shoes because when you walk on your red-bottom shoes, the red comes off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Some of you have done it because you have become a religious fanatic. You are in every, every, people can't even talk an English sentence to you without you punctuating it, trying to use uh, religious garb and going, amen, yes, Lord, praise God. You know, let me first tell you, all of those things are not going to get you closer to manifestation. As a matter of fact, what those things do is make you look like you have lost your mind, and you, some of you probably have, but tonight I'm going to help you find it. Back to what I was saying. The truth is, I started practicing these steps toward attracting things to my life, not because it was an elective, not because it was a great idea. It was because I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And if you know what I'm talking about, you've already done it too. You have tried to find fulfillment through meeting someone of the opposite sex or for some of you freaky folks the same sex or probably something in between, never mind. But you have tried to find bliss and happiness at the end of that wine bottle or box for those of you on a budget. For some of you, you cannot keep your butt off your phone. You have, if I took your phone from you for three hours, you would go into hysteria because, you know, you need someone to text. You, you, if you're not texting, you're talking. If you're not talking, you're emailing. If you're not emailing, you're Instagramming. But we have all tried inappropriate coping strategies in order to find happiness. Now, let's talk about this happiness thing. Manifestation, for most of you, is rooted in I want something, whatever it is that you're wanting, you feel the attainment of it, the possession of it, will make you happy. All right? If you can argue with that, let me know. Call in. Matter of fact, I'm going to, for some of you guys that are really struggling tonight, I was going to do this show and not take calls, and I'm not sure if we can get to your call because I've got a laundry list to go down, but if you want to call in, call 646-478-5610, If you are in the U.K. or in uh, in Canada, you can use that number. Uh, I think you can also call it from the VI. I'm not sure, but if you can't, go ahead and Skype the show or go online and hit it in the chat room, and my producers will get your questions to me. But back to the sub. Oh, and if you call in, I forgot. I know, Julia, you tell them to press 1. So 646-478-5610, press 1 with a question. But let's save that toward the end of the show if we can. Now, going back to this thing, you these desires because you feel that they're going to make you happy. Or... You want these desires because you are operating in a spirit of fear, right? Now, let's, let's attach that to this conversation. 
How does that relate to the laws of attraction? I'm glad you asked. First thing, the laws of attraction exist for one thing and one thing alone, and that is to have you come into contact and into the presence of why you are on this on this planet. The laws of attraction are definitely there for you to be prosperous, for you to be loved, and for you to be healthy. But more than anything, those things will come your way when you are useful. First checkpoint, the things you're trying to attract. Ask yourself, are those things useful? Now, check out some words. I want you to understand that in medicine, we have prefixes that typically have an inference for something. Like if you say, see something saying endo, it means within the chest cavity, you know, or it's, it's in that area. If you see something that says ob, it means that it has something to do with a woman's reproductive system or, H, or, that, area, or that area of the body. That's why we say obstetrics. That's why we say endocrinology, right? And we have another word that's ab, right? And I'm not talking about your abs and your abdominal cavity, but I'm saying it's the opposite of something. So you want something that is supposed to bring manifestation and you're trying to attract so that you can be useful. But what happens when you go opposite of useful? You get ab use. Now, slow your roll. Some of y'all are going to get that probably in about 30 minutes, but I'm going to speed this up for you. Abuse. Abuse. So you, these things that you want to manifest, the universe is on your side. You are not going to manifest a lot of what you have been asking for because there is a difference between use and abuse, another way to say it, abuse. If you are soliciting divine entities ranging from God to the Holy Spirit, to angels, and you're going, you know, Lord, send me a husband. I want a husband. No, you don't. Your dog doesn't even like you. When you come in the house, the dog, instead of running up to you, runs under the bed. Run. I mean, think about this. You are mean as a snake on crack. Every time something doesn't go your way, you want to get loud, you want to become one with the devil, you are sitting up like, I remember when I would uh, watch little kids, when they get in trouble, it would be so funny, they'd start crying and be like, I wish you was dead. So, and you're grown and you're wishing folks was dead. You, why do you think and how do you think? A all-knowing, omniscient, omnipotent God is going to allow in your life someone for you to mess the hell over, and you are not ready to operate or to maintain or to conduct yourself properly within the constructs of that relationship. Now, that relationship could range from a relationship with clients and customers. So you're saying, God, bless my business. No, no, you don't need nobody else to come to your kitchen and get their hair halfway done by you. You need to go to cosmetology school, and, baby, you really ain't even that good at doing hair. You got folks walking around here looking like Chucky the doll did their hair. That is not your gift, but you keep wanting to attract your clientele so that you can put some more airplane glue and cause alopecia to somebody else's head. It's not your time, and that doggone sure is not where your gift lies, but you are blaming the laws of attraction for not working. You are blaming the laws of attraction for not working because you want that woman to leave her husband. You want that man to leave his wife. Fool, what is wrong with you? You cannot attract something that is a covenant relationship that God has blessed. And now you have created havoc in someone else's home trying to get their mother and their daddy away from their mama, I mean their husband and their wife, 
because you want the lifestyle you see this other woman living or you want what you see that you think, oh, man, he got that in the bed with him every night. She needs to be over here. Let me tell you something. The laws of attraction will not allow you to be ab-useful. You can't be abusive. You cannot think that God in divinity is going to bless your mess. You know, I had someone saying to me, you know, I, I, being honest about it, I got, you know what, I, I see it. And, and I sat down with someone and I said, I want you to think back. When you decided that you wanted to go to school, and, and I'm just going to make this generic, I don't care if it's a school where you get a certification as a surge tech or radiology tech or a cosmetologist or a mechanic or a plumber, or you're getting a master's degree from some Ivy League school. It doesn't matter. You've got to have a piece of paper. You've got to protect your gift, right? And I asked him, I said, do you remember when that was a thought? And he said, yes. I said, what did you do when you... How did, no, I didn't ask what you did. I said, how did you feel when you had that thought about going to cosmetology school, when you had that thought about enlisting in the military, when you had that thought about going to the Art Institute, when you had that thought about becoming a nurse or a nurse's aide, how did you feel? And they said, well, you know, Dr. Young, I felt good. Uh, now, did you hear that? The first thing is when the universe is in agreement with what you're seeking, you will feel good just thinking about it. Now, be honest. Let's be totally real. Do you feel good when you are wanting God to bless you with a pound of weed? Do you feel good when what you're really wanting to attract is some new hair? Do you really feel good when you want somebody else's significant other? Do you really feel good when you just want to come up? Nothing attached to it other than you just want something that you think is going to make you happy. Well, here's the second step of this law of attraction thing. The laws of attraction bowl nothing but strikes and spares, meaning it is not going to just bless you. You're trying to attract the wrong stuff for the right reasons. When you look at your life and you say, you know, I admit, but man, these laws of attraction don't work. And, I, and, and the first thing that I say, remember, emotion is key. And belief is nothing but a bunch of reoccurring thoughts. So if you ever want to check what you're thinking, most of us, and I'm going to say at one point in my life, you know, when my mom died, everything got embezzled, so I wasn't doing anything, but I'm going to, my white brothers and sisters, I'm going to get ebonic, so y'all just bear with me and laugh at this right quick. I was thinking like old school Negro, I'm not lying. All that was on my mind was the people that did this to my mother that embezzled this stuff, and they were relatives. I wanted these folks, you know, graveyard dead. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it like I mean it, you know, and I was wondering why I could not move forward, and I was walking around with this anger and bitterness, and it was legit. My mother was, what, 84? I'm, I'm adopted, so I had, you know, older parents, but my mom was 84, and, and incontinent and blind and couldn't really even walk. So I'm changing my mother's diapers the way you do a little kid and cooking her food and got to a point where I actually had to feed it to her. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking some blank would take advantage of my mother in this condition while I'm going to school full time? What? And see, here's how the universe works. The universe does not care why you are angry. It really doesn't. It does not care whether you have a legitimate reason to be mad. It does not care if you have a right to be embittered. So some of you are, and, you know, you're talking to a guy that's walked down this road. I know what it's like to lose a kid. I know what it's like to lose money. I know what it's like to be betrayed, to be cheated on, to be have people that you help go talk about you behind your back. Been there, done that. But the universe 
has rules, and one of these rules is about vengeance. In the word it says, vengeance is mine, says who? Now, I know some of y'all are going to sit up there thinking, you know, New Jack City, uh, Tupac. No, Tupac didn't say it. It was God. So the thing is, vengeance is not yours. The laws of attraction do not work when you are angry, embittered, mad, frustrated. What does that mean? Simply this. Even if it's legit, you've got to let it go. And here's why. People reap what they sow, and it's not your job to repay them. And you are talking, I swear, America, you are listening to a guy right now that had more than enough reasons to want to do some medieval stuff to some folks, and God would not let me move forward as long as I was carrying around this discontent. So that's number two. Not only is the abnormal usage of what you want blocking you, you cannot walk around embittered and think that the laws of attraction are going to work for you. It does not work that way. Now, let's go to this next reason. Because a lot of you are manifesting stuff all day long, and you are sitting up saying the laws of attraction don't work, which that tells me you are slightly cuckoo. But I'm going to let you see it. I'm going to let you see it now. Think about when was the last time you had a craving for something. I don't care. For some of y'all, it's that pig foot floating around in that vinegar at at the little Arab man store in your neighborhood. For other people, you want to get you get some Godiva chocolates. For other people, you got to go and get the Mac, Mac rib is back. You know, the Mac rib is back, and you you've got to go get one. For some of you other folks, it's some ice cream, or you know, for me and Pastor Rudy, it's that uh you know that that donut, you know that that sign hot donuts at Chipley's. You know, we're addicted. But think about it before you ever got whatever the object of your desire was, you saw it and you visualized it. You could taste it. You could see the wheel inside of a wheel. I'm talking about a donut, y'all, you know, but you could really almost just bring into a physical, tangible manifestation something that you were just thinking about if it was food, you could smell it. If it was a man or a woman, you could probably smell them too. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it was that you really were thinking about, you had such a passion for it that once it got past the, the realm of conception, it became a sensory experience even when it wasn't present. Then you got off your butt and took yourself in my case, Shipley's Donuts over off of Ella. But anyway, bottom line, you took yourself where you needed to go to get that very thing that you were craving, and when you got there, you enjoyed it. Well, check this out. The thought of it wasn't just what turned you on. It was the entire process. It was the process of engagement taking something from something that just marinated and danced through the lily fields of your mind, ran through the meadow of your mind, and then it came to life inside. Now, next thing, what is it that you are bringing to life in your mind? What is it that you are animating? Are you animating what? Are you animating your fears? Are you animating your anger? Are you animating your belief systems? Are you animating your fears? And that's what we're going to talk about next. Julia, let's go ahead and take us to a break. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We're talking about the laws of attraction. And if you are taking notes, they are going to work with you. We're going to get rid of all of the blockage. We'll be right back in about 50 seconds. Oh, 
We're back. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Tonight I'm talking about the laws of attraction and how to make them work for you. In case you missed the first part of this program, here are the things that I want you to write down and get your pen, get your paper, get your iPad, get you a piece of chalk or something, but write this down. Abnormal use. The laws of attraction exist for you to be used, but when you want to be used, you can't abuse, abuse someone, something in order to get what you want. So laws of attraction, you cannot go and look at the man's corner store, your uh, big mama's purse, and figure that if you just get this little $100 bills out there, you're going to put it back. No, you, that is wrong as hell. God is not going to bless your mess. And then I started talking to you about being embittered. And if you are walking around angry, pissed off, all of that, I don't care how many affirmations you use, they're not going to work. And then what is it you're animating? What is it that your passions are driving? So now here's the conversation. Affirmations are huge when it comes to the laws of attraction, and that's why I needed to set all of that up. People say, affirmations don't work for me. And I'll say, what is it that you are affirming? I'm affirming I'm going to be a millionaire. Okay, cool, cool. I'm, I'm with that. I want to see you prosper help, you know, not a bad idea. Um, and then I sit and listen to the brother talk. Man, you know, and pardon me, i I got to say this because, you know, America is so ignorant and racist, it's ridiculous. I don't care if you're black, white, Asian. All, it's okay to do a little stereotyping because that's kind of cute because we do live up to the stereotypes about some things. But when you get to a point where you start blaming an entire species of people, when you blame an entire gender, when you blame an entire race or religion, for where you haven't gotten in life, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen, but your ass is crazy. That, that's not true. The real is, I, I heard this cat saying, you know, he wants to be a millionaire. It's Dr. Young, I read your book, man, love your book. My life has changed, but it just, man, I, I just can't seem to get a come up. So I'm like going, you know what? You know how if you, let me give you all some heads up on some stuff. Don't ever think someone's gift is them. Please don't. You know, everybody, and, and I'm not knocking Whitney Houston because some of y'all now, uh, Whitney didn't turn into an angel. When Whitney was alive, y'all were talking about crack is whack and making fun of her, right? Uh, when Michael was alive, everybody was, you know, you know, uh, you know, had jokes for Mike. They were, uh, why does little Mike love going to Macy's? Well, why? Because little boy's pants are half off. I mean, you guys had all these jokes. Now you've idolized these people, but you look at someone's talent and you think that's them. You look at someone's gift and you think that's them. I want to tell you, you're, what you are affirming and going back to affirmations again, that is the reason why you are not operating and getting these things to work for you. A lot of the reasons that affirmations fail in your life and I'm going to just kind of like go to the de the definition of the word, and and an affirmation is, you know, a, a statement or a proposition that you are declaring to be true. It is a confirmation of the truth. It's uh, the validity based on a prior judgment, right? How can you say that you are seeking prosperity and you are affirming I am prosperous in all that I do. I am wealthy and I operate in the spirit of abundance. And then you pull up to the gas pump, you'd be like, dang, gas is three forty a gallon. Okay, you what an from your affirmation. Or I mean, you know, that I'm always going back to this thing where when we look at the gift that we have and we look at our affirmations, are these things lining up? You know, I'll give you another example. Michael Jordan, as good as he was at basketball, a legend, couldn't play baseball. And he affirmed, and, and, I, and I was really curious about this, because I would look at him and I'm going, okay, 
This dude is one of the best athletes in the world. But I never heard Mike say, I'm a I'm an awesome baseball player. Now I heard my friend Deion Sanders say it. I heard you know, Bo Jackson say it. I heard Bo and Deion say, you know, I can do I can do whatever I want. I can do both. And both of them did both very well. But see the thing is, there was not a shadow of a doubt. And what happens with us is we get lost in between our gift and abuse, remember? Use your gift, don't abuse it, because you can have your gift, abuse it, and all the things you're affirming are not going to happen. And even if they do happen, they will be compromised if not cut short. So a lot of you are missing out on the uh, your affirmations melting down, and I call it an affirmative meltdown, is because you are not becoming one with yourself. You are running around saying, I really am sick of my job. Okay, but you want to be prosperous, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. You know, and then you, you especially some of us, these religious folks, they run around, how you doing? Ah, oh, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored. Nick Rowe, are you pregnant? Because that was what God said about Mary. Now, if you say, you know, you are, you have God's favor on your life, I'm all for that. But saying you blessed and highly favored, dude, you pregnant? I mean, let's stop and think some things out before we open our mouth. I don't know about you, but I have had on several occasions opportunities to say the stupidest stuff at the wrong time to the right person. And my gift opened the door for me. My talent, you know, it made room for me. And I had affirmed all day, you know, and, I, and I'm going to be prospering, you know, even as my soul prospers, I'm going to be in good health. And I'm saying all of this stuff. What happens when I get in the room? Is am I contradicting my affirmation? Have I now allowed the very gift that I have to negate my own affirmation? Because there's a time where we're saying to God, and, and this is another thing about affirmation I want you to understand, is timing is divine when you use divine measures. And an affirmation and the laws of attraction are divine measures. They are a technology that is brought into fruition when your passion meets your beliefs. And what are beliefs? Reoccurring thoughts. You know, I hear people, one person called, they uh, were listening to the show, and uh, one of my uh, fans in, in New York, he, you know, sent me his really nice letter. And he said, Dr. Young, I love, I love the show. I tune in every Sunday and every Wednesday. I follow you daily on Facebook. I, you know, stuff is really heavy. I was like, man, I got a problem. And I, you know, I kept reading. And then it gets down it says that I don't know why, but God never does things when I need him to. And I'm like, that's your problem right there. He's not going to do anything when you need him to. God has, and I really want to say this to my single sisters. Uh, speaking of that, I want to give a shout out to Renee Toppin at Black Women Who Want More. You ladies are on the ball, and I want also want to give a shout out to the Lynx. Uh, you guys are an organization that that's just really, really kicking it. But the the thing is, is that we are losing sight of we when you start ap- operating in the divine realm. You cannot have one foot in and one foot out. Simply is not going to work. I've seen many instances, and I'm going to use me because you guys know I'm going to be transparent with you. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell this story, and it, it's kind of funny because as a somebody with a national brand, I, of all people, don't want you guys thinking that I'm whack or stupid. I know y'all might think I'm throwed, but I don't want you guys ever to go, you did what? But I'm going to share a story with you. Years ago, and I'm talking about when I wrote uh, Tired of Being Alone, the book that T. Jakes is in with me, and 
we, you know, some people saw uh, Bishop and my boys in the book and all this stuff, and I was getting all this all this love from the media and from the national press, and I got a call from CBS, and CBS off wanted to talk to me about a radio show, but before they wanted me to do the show, they wanted to bring me in and have me interviewed on some flagship stations around the country, so I did it. Now, child, why did I? I, I got to talk like Juanita Young. Now, child, what the hell? You, you ever have you ever just done something where you right after you said it or did it, you go, why in the hell did I do that? Okay, well, I had one of those moments. I go to this station now again, single guy, <laughs> heart been broke. Well, I'm wanting love, really. You know, I'm looking for the right woman. So I walk in and. The woman that's interviewing me, I'm being my little flirty self with this woman, but I saw this receptionist at this CBS affiliate, and I'm talking about that girl. You remember the movie Harlem Nights where they said, throw it in there, it would have made sunshine. She was that fine. And I looked, and I was, I got a phone number and all this. Why did that happen to be the woman's daughter that interviewed me? See what I'm saying? I was in the right place at the right time. And my gift had made room for me, and I had been doing my affirmations. I've been affirming, and God, thank you for. I wasn't even, you know, I was telling you guys once about prayer. Don't pray your blessings a day away, you know, like God. When you do, no, you you act as if when you pray that God has already done what you're asking Him to do. So I was saying the prayers. God, thank you for opening the door for me. Thank you for bringing me before millions of people on a daily basis. And he did that thing. And my silly butt went and screwed that right on up. And that's a a lot of what you're doing. Timing and affirmations is everything. You must respect divine time. Some things, when it's not time for you to do it, it's just simply not time for you to do it. And and it's not that the universe uh, has labeled you, put you on the naughty list like you uh, major, you know, uh, T.I.'s son when he did the uh, Christmas special, he's on the naughty list. You know, you're not on the naughty list. God just has some timing that you have to step aside and allow and really being honest with you. How can you believe God when you don't trust him? That's the next thing about affirmations. Who do you trust? Are you putting your trust in what you can do? Are you putting your trust in your resources? Have you, or if you really take an inventory, and I want you to do this just for a moment. Stop and think. How divided are you? The part of you that's writing these affirmations, I'm going to give you some real knowledge right quick. That part of you, you've you've heard me say this over and over again, you, I knew you before you. I'm talking about the you, the part of you that is spirit, the part of you that's divine, the part of you that is part of divine energy, that's part of source, the part of you that is a being of light. Are you letting this dysfunctional, idiotic, shadow part of you Who's winning the battle? Are you in one breath saying, you know, I affirm, my affirmation is, thank you, God, I know you're sending me, or thank you for sending me, because quit putting your blessings out in the future and to say how you should say it. Thank you, God, for giving me good help. Don't be praying away weight. God, God, help me to lose weight. Because what is it? What do you keep saying when you have a negative in your affirmation? You're declaring the absence of it, right? So when you go, God, and I thank you when so when I can pay these bills, well, you're really affirming that you can't pay your bills. So you're going to always not be able to pay your bills. But when you start declaring, you know, I thank you that I am comfortable in living in abundance where I have surplus of resources. There's no negative in that. There's nothing negative when you start saying and matching what you say, where you say, God, I don't care when you bless me. I'm ready. 
You know, you don't have to keep saying like the the brothers that wrote me that letter. You know, like, I want to do things when I need them to. Well, first of all, how do you know? Because I know after I read more of the letter, and I'm not going to share it because, if, dude, if you're listening, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, and you know I'm not going to say your name. But you, we're going to teach somebody because I've been that stupid too. So, man, I'm not knocking you. I'm joining you. But the truth is when we lose sight, that our creator and source energy doesn't know more than us, we are straight up tripping. We are blocking ourselves from appropriate manifestation. As a matter of fact, let's, let's go to a, a higher level with this thing. Affirmations are a technology that is metaphysical. All of these things that I'm talking to you about, if you and I ever get to converse one-on-one, or I know we're going to be doing a lot of webinars. Uh, I talked to uh, Mark Gamble, who is the guy that handles digital content for me. So I'm going to be doing some webinars with you know tens of thousands of people over the next few weeks. And you guys are going to get to ask and interact in some of these things where we can look at each other. But when you look at what you're affirming, does your presentation even match what you're talking about? When you're saying, I'm believing God for another job, okay, well, do you believe Santa Claus for another sleigh? I mean, do really, really? Isn't it time to graduate from believing and get into a place where you are knowing something, where you are operating in the magnificence of your presence, the magnificence of knowing, not even another word after knowing, just the magnificence of knowing? If that is true, then why haven't you gone and gotten them BBs off your neck? Why haven't you gone and gotten a haircut? Okay, baby girl, I understand that's your natural hair. You don't need to look like Harriet Tubman or Sojourner Truth. Do style that stuff. You, it's a bird bringing, bringing, bringing limbs and twigs to put in your head. Your head looks like, like mama used to say a bird's nest. Do you look like what you are affirming? Okay, you're, gonna, you're affirming that you are ready for a husband. Okay, well, stop sleeping with these two other guys then. Your baby daddy and and a woman's husband, you know, and your homegirl. And you are a woman or you are a man and you, you love your woman and you got this dude. How can you expect manifestation from affirmation when you're asking God to bless your mess. Yeah, I was in Atlanta this weekend. Oh, wow. I mean, last week, um, hanging out. I want to give a shout-out. I know you're listening. What's up, Tony Terry uh, and Steve Drayton? But, but check this Oh, and Mrs. Drayton. But, but check this out. I'm looking at these guys that have a woman that they love and have children and they running around sleeping with men, and you're affirming now. You're affirming things. Do you think God is really going to release your little freaky Freddy self out to have prosperity so you can now bait people in with money and ruin their lives? Sister, do you really think that you are going to be able to have the door open for you with your business with um, the right man in your life, and you are poisoned. All you do is run your mouth about what other folks are doing. Or here's the worst one. When every time God reveals to your spirit his plan for your life, you doubt him. And you start going, well, I can't afford it. I don't have but All I got is, and if I spend that, you know, if you read, Anything, if you, especially those of you who call yourselves Christians, you need to be slapped, you, can, you know, because you're being the worst kind of hypocrite. Because what you're saying to God is, God, you know what? You can't afford it. You're not going to bless me. You can't afford it. 
You're not going to meet my needs. So why should I step out of the boat into this to this this storm? Why should I? You know, I mean, couldn't you just see this? I, I love it when I read spiritual texts because I read everything. I read the Quran, I read the Ching, read the Torah, I read the Bible. You know, I read, read Lao Tzu. I read all of this stuff, man. And the more that I seek after God, the more that I see no matter what text it is, he's saying the same things. Whether I don't care if I'm reading Lao Tzu, I'm reading Lao Tzu and I'm seeing what I saw in the Bible and Proverbs. If I'm reading the Quran, I see what I saw in Proverbs. I mean, I'm seeing all this, right? And, and I'm looking at this and I'm checking myself and I'm saying, okay, Mr. Young, I'm talking to me now. You affirm, you're making these affirmations about being a national brand. And when God tells you to step out and I don't look at the bank account, do what I told you. Basically, just trust me. I'm not going to lie to you, America. It was difficult. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. And January, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. My practice income went on vacation. <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay, you know, at first, and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna be so transparent to you guys because I'm just like you. At first, I was like, okay, God, you know what? I trust you. I trust you. And about a two weeks went by that, and I was like, okay, God, I trust you, um, God. About the third week, I was like, God, I trust you. But look at here, man. Now, you know, you don't need nothing. I do. You know, and about a fourth week. I was like, oh, Lord, you know, I went from God, Lord, oh, Lord, you know what I'm saying? But God had a plan. He knew that the things that he wanted me to do, had I had at my disposal the resources, be be it financial or connective or circumstantial resources, I would not have done the things that I did in the last two weeks. See, this is the thing about affirmation where we have to, and, and I'm going to go back through this list again. I'm, I'm going to shoot it to you just because this last part of this, I really need you to hear it because, again, affirmations is a metaphysical technology, and it will only work. It's, it's kind of like this. There are certain things that just ain't going to happen unless you have the right ingredients, Right? You can't make a baby if you're an impotent man, right? You cannot go and, if you are a woman, attract a man and you ignorant as hell and you kind of musty. Ain't happening. You cannot get a job unless you are prepared to do that job, right? Well, affirmations work the same way. You've got to be ready to use whatever it is you're affirming for for the right reasons at the right time. And it can't be that lip service. Well, Lord, you know, this time. Well, first of all, we stop to this time. Stop all that explaining your past because your past made you who you are today. Own it. Learn from your past, but don't run from your past. The other thing is you can't be running around here wondering why God ain't going to bless your medieval-looking self. You cannot look like the green witch on the Wizard of Oz and wondering why things aren't going to unfold for you. Nobody wants to hear you cackling while you casting spells and hating on folk, especially people that are being sent that will be under your care. How can you think God is going to actually allow someone in your path for you to abuse them? Are you crazy? Abuse, remember? Or... What is it that you are animated? Some of you, you're writing these beautiful affirmations, and I'm going to have perfect health, and I want this house, and I want to drive a Bentley. Okay, cool, got it. But you're going to drive a Bentley to go make it rain. Okay, do you think the universe is going to bless you so you can be out there helping some woman do something strange for some change? I mean, really? And you're wondering why things aren't working, why God is kind of slowing you down. Or your whole thing is you're going to go and you're going to get big. You know, you're going to get at the casino. You, you know, that's why 
that's what you're going to do, you know. And, man, your trust. Now, get this. If I tell you, go and hit your garage door open or your gate open there if you live in an apartment complex, do you expect it to open? You know, well, I don't care if you don't even have a key thing or the deal in your car, but you dial the number into the gate and you expect, that person hit the nine and the gate open. You got more faith in a garage door opener, in a gate, and in your cell phone than you do your creator. You're not trusting God. A lot of things that are not being opened up for you have nothing to do with your affirmations, and that's the next point I want to make. Your affirmations are working, but you keep quitting on them. <laughs> what good is it? What good is it for you to believe something that you do not have a full-time relationship with? Hint, the universe, your angels, the Holy Spirit, and your creator does not do part-time relationships. They don't. (laughs) They're not going to just bless you when you need to come up. And then how do you express, because I'm going to give you this one, and this is probably one of the most important things about this. An affirmation is a law. It's a solemn declaration accepted, right? It, it's accepted. It's confirmation. It's the absolute truth. It's the validity of something that has been predetermined to be so. Are you in a place where you are thankful for that which you are affirming for? That was one of my biggest lessons. I know now, and and I do this, I would say probably 90% of the time, but let me kick it real to you. I remember when I didn't do it 50% of the time. I, when I am waiting on the manifestation of something I'm affirming for. I used to just get despondent and depressed. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. Y'all just heard me tell you last month, I definitely was roaring the hell out of some angels and God himself. I was like, Lord, you know, I thank you for what you've done. You never let me down. But if you would have hurry up, I'd appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? But I have, what I've started learning is I have to keep the filter clean. And the filter that I'm talking about is my spirit. For your affirmations to have something to build on, your scaffolding is your spirit. Are you operating with a spirit of gratitude? Are you, when while you're waiting, Are you perfecting your gifts so that when God says, now move, are your shoes laced? Are you over there rubbing your eyes and scratching inappropriately and shoes ain't laced up or your clothes aren't clean and you smell like you've been auditioning for 12 years a slave? I mean, seriously, does your house... You know, you're praying, God, send this person to me. Send me my husband. Send me my wife. And people can mistake you for the roach whisperer. You got roaches that, you know, y'all got a relationship. Y'all go over there. I'm over here. You know, are you really preparing yourself while you wait? Are you acting in a way that really gives testimony to the things that have already been done in your life? How have you taken care of that which you've been given? You want the you want God to make you steward over much. How faithful have you been over the little that you have? How have you treated the people that supported you? How you know I'm going to just I'm, I Julia's always saying quit talking about me. I'm going to talk about you again. She said something to me one day that really stuck with me. And I, and she said, "Don't throw away people quick." You, you, you. My mother said that it's really funny when you have two or three people that don't know each other telling you the same thing. Folks might want to listen. My mother used to say, "Boy, you blow people out like a candle," and she did. And I know I will. And what has happened is, God will tell you, 
when to let people go, but you don't have to make them walk the plank. You can let them go in a spirit of love. You don't have to just be like, you know what, let the doorknob hit you with a dog should have bit you. You, know, you don't have to do it that way. When their season is up, gracefully, gracefully let folks go and thank them. Even if they got on your last damn nerve, thank them. Just, even if you don't have nothing good to say, just say, you know, I'm not going to miss you, but I'm glad we was around each other for this season because I know there's something bigger and better for you and me too. So, you know, let's part as friends. Even though you want to strangle them, just part as friends. Let, what, what is your continence saying about you? You know, we get so confused about content versus context. Take no thought for the content in your situation, especially when you're using affirmation and the laws of attraction. God knows better than you. So bringing this thing in and wrapping this in a neat little bow for you, here's what you need to do if your affirmations aren't working, all right? Make sure that you are affirming the right things for the right reasons. Make sure that you've gotten rid of all of your own trash, man. Get rid of your attitude. Get rid of these people that you're still mad at. You're still mad at your ex-husband. You've been divorced from this man for six years. Let it go. You still, you, you won't even sign the divorce papers, which is sorry, but, you know, you want to hold somebody else up. And while, and I'm going to tell you something. You know, it's kind of like killing somebody. There, there's this old saying where it says, you know, you hating other people and being embittered is like you drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. That's how stupid that is. Are you still blocking yourself? Are you at this place where you can fantasize about everything that could go wrong, but you will not embrace what God is showing you that can go right? You don't want to go to school. Well, if I spend that that's all I got. Well, keep making your late, like your seven dollars an hour in. You'll be over there, you know, with with the rest of the folks that just got to be U.S. citizens. They got an excuse. What's yours? You've been in this country all of your life. You have to stop being petty, cheap, operating out of a spirit of fear and a spirit of lack. Here's how I want you to think about money. Right now, take a deep breath and hold it, long as you can. Just hold it. Keep holding it. Oh, you can hold it. Play like it's that weed smoke. Hold your breath. Just keep holding it. Play like somebody fought it in the elevator. Just hold it. If you just did what I just told you to do, let it out. And please, if you haven't brushed your teeth, don't breathe in nobody's face. But here's, here's the truth. As you took that breath, you knew you were going to get another breath, right? And that's how the universe is with you, with the laws of attraction and your affirmations. Rest in the fact that you haven't run out of money. You haven't run out of opportunities, and you damn sure have not run out of time, even though I'm about to, but you have not run out of time. I'm not talking about my life. I'm talking about this show for those of you that are smiling. Oh, Lord, no, I'm fine. I'm going to be here in the next 50 years. But the truth is you need to see that God is not through with you yet. Affirmations have a great deal to do with you asserting that what you believe you know to be true. And what did I tell you about beliefs? Beliefs are nothing but reoccurring thoughts that you keep on thinking. So with that said, that if you did what I just told you, let's let's prove it. And I'm going to give, uh, Julia, give me about three minutes and we're going to be out, three to five minutes. But here, here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to write down five things that you can commit to that require you changing your beliefs about something you had a fear about. that That's one thing on the list, okay? I want you to just say, you know, I'm scared I'm going to run out of money if I go back to school, if I fix my car. Go ahead and fix the doggone car. Go ahead and go and enroll in school and pay the dang fees, okay? Go ahead and do it because 
You cannot expect God to invest in you and anyone else if you will not invest in yourself. Why should God invest in you when you don't have enough faith in God to invest in yourself? Okay? That's number one. Number two, whatever and whoever you still want to choke the hell out of, let it go. Let it go. Take responsibility. And out of selfishness, if not common sense, Realize you are not going to move forward in life as long as you keep holding on to anger and unforgiveness about somebody else. That's number two. Number three, get excited about what it is that you want. And look at, pick one of these many affirmations. I don't care if it's not something, but you're going to stop doing hand in your living room. Please do, because, child, y'all jacking up some of these sisters' heads. That's all. A woman in Atlanta that I won't even say it, but I, she she looked like Pippi Longstocking meets buckwheat. That was the worst hairstyle. Oh Lord, I, that girl needed laying on her hands. But here's what I want you to do: go and do something to better yourself. Whatever that is, if it's nothing but order a DVD off the television, they got a workout now that's ten minutes. If you can't do a ten minute workout, you need to you need prayer. But truth is, do something that do benefit yourself. Go to a movie, you know, start a 10-minute-a-day workout program. Put your cell phone down. Oh, my God, let's make that number for y'all. No cell phone for 30 minutes a day. Put that doggone phone of yours, cut it off, 30 minutes, and just, I know for some of y'all, y'all are going to look like you got Tourette's. But go ahead and let the phone stay off for 30 minutes. Don't text nobody. Don't call nobody. And that includes the computer. No Facebook, no adult friend finder, none of the little stuff you're doing, okay? Just be one with you. Just spend some time alone with you. And this is especially true for those of you that are looking for love. If you don't want to be alone with you, why in the hell would somebody else want to be alone with you? And then last but not least, this is the easy one. I want you to go near a window or go outside. I don't care what the weather is. I don't care if it's freezing cold or you're in the Bahamas and Hawaii. And I want you to look up at the sky right about before the sun comes up or before it goes down and just say thank you. The universe responds to gratitude. Say, you know, I'm working on this laws of attraction thing. I, you got somebody like Dr. Young talking to me, so if you bless him, I know you'll bless me because that Negro is crazy. And he did bless me, y'all, so that's true. If he'll bless me, he will bless you. And just sit there and look into the heavens and say, I know that you are looking at me, that you're caring and mindful with an attentive gaze, and I know that you have my best interest at heart in all that I do and in all that I see and let even my mistakes, you know. One thing I read in the Bible, and I'm going to let you guys go, but check this out. I read this thing. It was so deep. It said, Mark the perfect man, for at the end result of even his transgressions, it results in peace. And and this is the thing where where a lot of it it says you know we 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 read this stuff in the Bible and let these old jack bootleg pimp preachers tell you all this stuff and it and you know it says when when you perfect yourself what it means is when you get wise enough you will never be perfect but just get wiser no more than you did before and I promise you'll if if you change the way that you look at things. I guarantee you the things that you look at will change. If you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at will change. For for some of y'all that didn't grasp that, if you change the way that you see things, the things that you see will change. Anyway, this has been another episode of Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Uh, A couple of things I want you guys to do. The new website is up, so if you're listening to the show, take a sneak peek. It's Dr. D. Von Young, no period, okay? Just D-R-D-I-V-A-N-Y-O-U-N-G dot com, okay? No period, just Dr. D. Von Young dot com. Go and check it out, and I want to hear your opinions. Do you like it? Do you not like it? 
you know, just, you know, click on everything. You know, do it. If you have books and any of that stuff, you know it will be autographed when you get it. So definitely, for me, Rashonda Tate Billingsley, any author, buy our books from us. Because when you buy them from Amazon and you buy them from Barnes & Noble, we don't see the money. And when we do, it's pennies on the dollar. So definitely go to the website and buy our stuff from us. The other thing. If you haven't hit the like button on Facebook, make sure you do it. Now, here's, here's and going in the closure, and we're out of here. We're getting ready to give away thousands of dollars and some coaching sessions one-on-one with me via Skype and person, uh, you know, a few little prizes, what have you. But I want your ideas on some of this stuff, and we're going to be doing uh, the fan book on Facebook is 100 away from 10,000. So we are monitoring that thing right now. So be on the lookout. That contest goes up this week, and we want your input, and we want to give some of this stuff to you because you are – I love you guys, and it wouldn't be me without you. So with that said – Make sure if can't nobody else love you, you love you. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Von Young. See you for Lunchtime Love Wednesday at noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, and 10 a.m. Pacific. Have an awesome week. Goodbye now.